Hear now our scripture for this morning from Matthew chapter 6, verses 16 through 21. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that your fasting may be seen not by others, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Well, today we talk about pruning our lives for growth. I remember the summer after my high school graduation, I had a job lined up as a summer youth director at a church in Hot Springs, Arkansas. But I had a few weeks in between school and when I started at the church, and I needed to find a job and make a little bit of money. The only job I could find for the short period of time was working for the tree service that had the contract to trim all the trees along the power lines in Little Rock. And so I got the job. I got the job of being the guy that put the limbs in the wood chipper. It was really cool. So every morning I would get up and I would put on my hard hat and put on my gloves and put my ear uh, plugs in and go to work. Got to drive in the big truck with these guys. They were smart enough not to ever let me drive the big truck, but I rode in the big truck. I met all kinds of people, people I would have never met in any other place in my life. I remember the highlight of each day under the hot Arkansas sun was the catering truck showing up. Who knew you could have food brought to you and you could buy all kinds of stuff to eat while you worked out in the sun. Along the way, over those few weeks, I learned an important lesson, and that was that trees needed to be trimmed or pruned to avoid trouble down the road. Trim them now. When a storm came, it may not knock the power out. an interesting lesson to learn. Years and years later, I owned a home that had a big backyard full of all kinds of flower gardens, and in the middle of the yard was a greenhouse. And I loved that greenhouse, and I developed the hobby of uh, messing around with flowers. And I planted in little pots and grew flowers and then transferred them to bigger pots and transferred them to bigger pots. Eventually, they'd end up in the flower beds. It was a calm and relaxing, fun hobby to have. And I learned along the way what all gardeners learn, and that is for a flower to reach its fullest potential, you have to prune it. You have to cut off the dead branches. You have to deadhead the blooms that have already passed. You have to tend the soil and water But the key was pruning. You pruned at the right time and in the right way. It allowed 
fresh air in there and sunlight in the plant in a way that caused it to be more spectacular than it ever was before. Pruning was important to the beauty of the flowers. In a sense, the season of Lent is an invitation to do a little pruning in our lives. It's a gift to us from the church in the busyness of our lives. Lent not only gives us permission to prune a little here and there, Lent actually calls us to that kind of discipline and to that kind of work. Our text has Jesus talking about fasting. And fasting is a way of pruning our lives. Jesus seems to expect the disciples to fast. The scripture does not say if you fast, it says when you fast. It was a common practice among the people of Jesus' day. But fasting was not just a practice of self-denial. It was a practice that prunes a little time out of life so that we can use that time to grow spiritually, to deepen our relationship with God. To fast is a way of pruning some time so that we can grow on purpose into the likeness of Jesus. If we choose to fast from a meal, we take that time and use it in prayer or in scripture reading or in service. If we fast from an activity that we regularly practice, we can do the same. We use that time in prayer or scripture reading or service. And some of the things that we prune out of our lives are like the trees along the power lines. We prune some unhealthy things out of our lives that save us some trouble down the road. Other ways, when we fast, we prune so that a little more light gets in. So a little fresher air can blow through our lives. N.T. Wright, the New Testament scholar, says, Lent is a time for discipline, for confession, for honesty. Not because God is fault-finding or finger-pointing, but because God wants us to know the joy of being cleaned out and ready for all the good things he has in store. That's why we prune our lives, to get ready for all the good things God has in store us. It's interesting that when Jesus talks about fasting, his concern is that there's a part of us that when we decide to do this and we commit ourselves to do that, we can easily become quite full of ourselves and feel really holy and really righteous. Instead of the practice of pruning draw us closer to God, It puts distance between us and God because of our self-righteousness and self-centeredness if we do it so everyone sees us and talks about how wonderfully religious we are. Jesus makes the point that instead of pruning and getting lost in pride, 
Because if we do that, the only reward we have is the attention people give us. Jesus says, keep between, uh, keep this pruning between ourselves and God so that God will be pleased. When we do that, we grow. And when we grow in our spiritual life, the reward we have is God's pleasure with our life. Jesus goes right from talking about fasting to talking about our relationship to our treasure, to our stuff, to our things, to our money. Every time I read these words, I think of this. If our relationship to our stuff was that important in Jesus' day when Jesus' people knew poverty and hardship and scarcity, how much more true would it be for us today who know power and influence, abundance? We can prune our lives for growth by considering how our relationship to our treasure reflects the relationship we want to have with God. Jesus challenges us to realize that not all treasure can be stacked or stored or counted. We tend to think that way sometimes. We prune our lives by using our treasure in other ways, ways that serve others, ways that bless others, ways that reflect God's generosity toward us and all others. To do with less so that others might have a little more, that's a way of pruning our life, growth. To invest in other people's lives, to invest in other people's good, is a way of preparing for growth. Why? Because it helps us realize what matters most to us. That's what Jesus means when he says, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Pruning in regard to our relationship to our treasure frees up space for our hearts to grow more like the loving generous heart of God. This all sounds rather spiritual, rather high-minded, doesn't it? And yet, we practice pruning in our lives throughout our lives. We may not call it that. We may not think of it that way. I remember when I was a boy growing up, I would save my money. I was a saver. My dad said I was a miser. I thought I was responsible and I was a saver. And I'd get my little allowance and I'd take the money I made doing little chores for people around. And I would save that because I had something I wanted to buy. Something special. But I also knew for me to get to the place I could buy that something special, I would have to make some choices. There were some things I would have to not do to be able to reach that goal. 
I knew that I'd have to skip a bike ride or two down to the dairy bar on the summer days and get in a nice cold Coke or an ice cream cone. I knew that I might have to put off that uh, rock and roll record purchase a little bit longer if I wanted to reach my goal. But I did that. And eventually I was able to reach that magic number and I could buy that special thing, a guitar or an amplifier or something that I had my heart set on. I didn't think of it in those terms, but I had pruned my life a little bit of some smaller things to make space to experience a special thing. When I got a little bit older and began my uh, educational career, I knew I was going to be on my own to pay for that. And so I knew I had some choices to make. There would be some activities and trips and things that my friends took that I wouldn't be able to take. I knew that there would be some leisure time that I would lose to make time for study and make time for work. I knew I had to let go of some expectations that I could live in a nice place while I went to school to free up money for tuition and for rent. These small sacrifices added up. Pruning those things down, pruning those things back, allowed me to fulfill my dream. Jesus invites us to do the same thing in regard to our spiritual lives. Take the time pruned from fasting to grow in our relationship with God. To take money spent on other things and use it to bless the lives of others and to change the world for others. Jesus says that this kind of pruning leads to growth and makes our greatest treasure a heart that's full of love for God and for our neighbor. This is why we prune our lives to make room God in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.